welcome. This is Erica Glessing, and you're joining me for The Erica Glessing Show, where you receive eight minutes of inspiration. And today, I just want you to buckle your seatbelt, because you're going to be laughing. My guest, Mark Anthony, and I, we've already laughed so hard in the pre-chat, it's hard to even introduce him. He's a psychic lawyer. He's written amazingly beautiful books, and I know you're going to love his books. They're about... Uh, evidence of life on the other side so welcome mark how are you today i'm doing great erica and it's it's really good to be on your show you know i know we're gonna have fun just because our pre-chat was so silly tell me a little bit about like how did you know how did you know you could talk to the other side what was the genesis of all this creation uh well it started when i was about three and a half okay yeah i mean it started pretty young and as i explain in both my books i go into uh, my family's background, both my parents had these abilities and they run for generations on both sides of the family. So I grew up in, uh, in, a, in a family where seeing spirits and anticipating future events was not unusual. Wow. So you're kind of like, you know, the Adams family. version. <laughs> <laughs> and Oh my and gosh. How did you ever pull that off in high school? Like you have to tell your mom you weren't there, you didn't do it and she knows? Oh, they always do. And, and my dad too. <laughs> And the thing is, uh, neither of my parents uh, uh, used their psychic abilities as a form of income. My okay. dad, NASA engineer, and in the military, he'd been uh, a Navy SEAL. And then my mom was uh, an artist, a commercial illustrator. So, we, you know, we were a mainstream, middle-class family, the family next door. And everybody in the neighborhood knew that we were different. But, you know, we were kind of the weird but cool weird. You know, we right. were the, Right. Drum box to our windows and things. Right. <laughs> and, uh, I remember bringing my uh, college fraternity because my parents lived right near the beach. And so one weekend, you know, 30 guys show up at the house and, and they all knew about my mom and, and she was doing little mini readings on them. And oh I, my gosh. From the frowny skeptics to the jaw dropping. Oh my God, how did she know that? Wow. And, so it was, um, needless to say, my, my childhood and and adolescents were colorful. Wow, that is fascinating. You know, I I kind of, I don't think I had a similar upbringing in that my parents didn't get that they had gifts, you know, but they loved mine. Like they loved that they could say, Erica, wiggle your nose. And you remember on Bewitched how she used to like wiggle her nose and like magic oh, yeah, things would yeah. happen? So my mom would say that because like we'd drive up and I'd want a parking place and we'd get it. Or, you know, I'd want this and we'd get it. And everything, I, I had all these weird sort of like intuitive skills. And so um, I had a kind of similar just that people liked it, you know, like not shamed for it, not like put down for it. So I love that. I love that in your background. You shouldn't be, and nobody should be, because what this is, and, and as I explain in both my books, particularly in my book, Evidence of Eternity, this is all based on energy and on quantum physics. And people who are psychics and mediums, uh, psychics uh, discern the energy of a person, place, or thing. Mediums are able to discern the energy of a spirit. So what we're doing is we're tuning into higher frequencies and energy and obtaining information from that. So there's a scientific basis for this, and it's not hocus-pocus or, or, or magic. There, there's real science behind this, and I believe we're just now beginning to understand this. 
Yeah, I think I think we're gonna see some huge leaps in the. We've already seen a lot of popular media take on, like with the Long Island medium. We've we've seen a lot of the Hollywood guy, Taylor, Tyler or something. We've started to see uh, Mark Anthony, the psychic lawyer. No, <laughs> we're starting to see us. We're start. We're starting to see us more mainstream. You know, we're starting to see it be more accepted in society. And and why shouldn't it be really? Like, tell me some ways you think. Like, if someone has psychic gifts who's listening, what can they do to evolve them or, you know, make them stronger? Uh, I think the, the best answer is meditation. And meditation doesn't have to be where you're in a trance-like state for seven hours. Uh, meditation can be five to ten minutes. And the way I like to describe it is think how cluttered your mind gets during the day every thought, impulse, anger, frustration. It's like a blackboard and every thought you know, is something written on there. So by the end of the day, it's just a mess. And what meditation does is it allows you to erase the blackboard and focus on one thing. And maybe that one thing is your health or maybe it's some problem you're dealing with or your kids or an issue you're having with your, your spouse or, or uh, uh, coworkers. And then you can also refine that one concept to opening up your spirituality. So meditation is the fundamental building block for, for all forms of psychic and mediumistic development. Right. And as soon as you said that one thing I really got present to was how hard it is to be present in our culture now, because everyone's on their phone. If you look around, you walk through the store, people aren't grocery shopping, they're grocery shopping and checking their phone i'm guilty myself sometimes so it's like being present has become almost an art and i'm curious because it seems like for me when i'm tuning into information from the other side i'm definitely being like fully present to the other person do you know well technology is a beautiful and wonderful thing and it enhances the quality of our lives and in so doing, it also diminishes our intuitive abilities. Mm. I, there's a line in one of the Harry Potter books where Hermione says to Ron and Harry, muggles created technology because they don't have magic. They're teleporting and they say this. And so we've created these electronic devices to do really miraculous things. Yeah. Yeah. It, if, um, if you could be like Benjamin Franklin yeah. in, into our current era, um, and you know, you'd want to get somebody brilliant because otherwise you'd have them run around screaming witchcraft. Uh, he would be astounded at you know his discovery of electricity and what it's become. Wow. I mean, the power goes out. It's like, oh my God, you know, you know, in, 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 in prior to <laughs> electric light bulbs and people live by candlelight and, and uh, gas lamps. So we take for granted this miraculous technology, but in so doing, we are no longer relying on, on our intuitive senses. That's like not if phone rings, you know, in ye olden days before caller ID, you'd go, gee, that, I feel like Sally might be calling. And I, <laughs> the phone and I, go, hi, I remember one time I go, hi, Sally. And she goes, oh my God, you know, and it was <laughs> totally blown away. And, and like, you know, all my friends in college, you know, Mark's, Mark's, cool but a little bit weird you know <laughs> i mean that's what they said to my face what they probably said is he's a little bit cool but he's really weird you know because these well, things i don't know i mean uh, when you need i'll tell you what when they want an intuitive they know who to call 
that they do that they do <laughs> tell me about your book um tell me about the one never letting go tell me about that one never letting go is a guide on the journey through grief and it helps people um uh, identify when spirits are near it um, helps heal through messages of love and resolution from the other side and it's been recommended by uh, grief counselors and hospices worldwide and it's in a number of different languages and erica when i was on the never letting go book tour people start asking me questions about if there's a scientific basis for the afterlife and is reincarnation real does god exist is hell um you know do animals have souls so i compiled those questions and that led to me writing Evidence of Eternity. And um, I love both my books, but Evidence of Eternity um, has been up for a Pulitzer. And it is in, I think, seven different languages. And it just wow. came from an audio book. Um, oh, that's amazing. are still going strong, which is why I'm in the process now of writing my next book. Oh, I wonder what that one's going to be called. I'm so curious. Well, I, you know, I've got a, a couple different working titles, but the way this usually goes is no matter what I call it, the publisher will generally make a few suggestions. Um, and then, you know, you usually have an argument with your publisher and, until you arrive at, uh, at a title that uh, both the author and the publisher are happy about. Uh, guilty? <laughs> <laughs> I do that. I mess with titles. I do. <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, if you want to say, like, understanding the scientific nature of spirit communication, all right, well, that doesn't, you know, it, it's yeah. like... Evidence of eternity is a little better. Yeah, I mean, I, I had a, a literary agent put it to me like this. If you're in a bookstore, which book are you going to buy? Proven weight loss techniques based on scientific approaches or lose 30 pounds in 30 days. Okay, which book are you going to pick up, you know? I remember my first book came out and it was called Prospect When You're Happy. And it came in my head, like channeled, like on a camping trip. Like it just came in as a gift. Like I said, God, I want to write a book. And the book just showed up and it was like fully. And I remember I had an argument with myself <laughs> about articles I'd write to promote it. And then I went to Ezine articles and I looked at all the articles. I looked at what got clicked on and I showed myself those snazzy titles you talked about, like how, and then I just said, okay, I lose all resistance. Just tell me what title is going to sell my book <laughs> because otherwise sometimes books don't know what they are. Do you know? It's oh, sure. Yeah, but I like the idea that you negotiate with your publisher and find one you can both live, you can both love. Well, you know, you want to have uh, something that piques people's attention, but also is is descriptive of what the book is about. People have asked me, why is your first book called Never Letting Go? Because grief counselors and psychologists all say that you have to let go um, of the person that you're grieving. I disagree. The point of the book, or one of the many lessons in the book, is, is to let go of the anguish and the pain associated with the death of a loved one, but to never let go of the love for the person who died. Oh, you're not going to get over them. So Don't call a parent who's lost a child. Get over it. And I hear yeah. this time again, and it's infuriating. So and people do not get over. I'm not going to get over losing my mother or my father 
or my two best friends or my aunt, you know, who was, uh, you know, like a, um, not, not just my aunt, but a, a very close friend. Um, in, in addition to uh, so many people that I, I've known, I'm not going to get over them, but I want to let go of, of pain and sorrow. Right. And evidence of eternity, because it is more science-based, um, you know, gives, gives that. Plus, I'm an attorney. Everything I do as an attorney is about evidence. Everything I do as an evidential medium is about evidence. But with both of my books, they're story-driven. So it's not like reading an algebra textbook. Oh, good. Um, I, I well, no, I mean, I introduced concepts, but they are illustrated by true stories, very dynamic. I mean, I'm so glad, Mark. I, I could talk to you. I think we, we already knew ahead of time we were going to go overtime because we we're going to have way too much fun. I knew that was going to happen. But um, I have to wrap it up. I'm going to ask you to share with my audience. I want everyone to know you can actually book Mark Anthony for readings. So he is available to read Spirit for you. And uh, you have to go get his books because they just look too delicious. So how do we reach you and find out more, Mark? Um, my website is evidenceofeternity.com, just like my last book, Evidence of Eternity. Uh, so it's very easy. And if you go there, you can find about my books, how to book a reading with me, or book me on your show like, like you did. So awesome. ev yeah, evidenceofeternity.com. And thank you, Erica, so much for having me on your show. Thank you.